Welcome back to the Cheryl Reeve Show. So many things I want to get to today, uh, including uh, the Lynx playing exceptional offensive basketball lately. Uh, my talks with Brianna Scurry, who knows who knew Cheryl back in the day. We'll talk about her. Some very interesting developments in women's sports. Some scary developments in the world at large. But let's start with let's start with your point guard. Uh, you had a lot of shuffling at the point guard position early this season. Uh, Mariah Jefferson just had the first triple double in Lynx history, which I, I really would have assumed one of your stars would have done that at some point, but it shows how hard it is to do in 40 minutes. Uh, and you're, she settled on your point guard position. Uh, you're on a really nice offensive run here. Why don't you just tell me more about Mariah Jefferson? Well, I think what we've seen with Mariah is just, you know, when she arrived here, much like, you know, we had a situation last year, a point guard arrives and learning on the fly, you know, in the course of games. And that's always, always difficult, especially that position. You know, you want to lead, you know, you want to, you know, come from a confident place, but you're trying to figure out terminology and actions and, oh, okay, I got to do this now. The other team I was just on, we were doing this and you got to shake those things um, and, and just, you know, try to find, find your way. And so I think for Mariah, um, you know, there was, there was a, a lot of that early on of, you know, like loved being here. It felt like home to her, but, you know, I think the repetition has really helped her and, and you know, it's kind of gotten to a place that she, she knows what's expected of her. Uh, she knows, um, how to feature her strengths and, uh, she's done all of that for us. And she's, she's been a good leader. She's, um, obviously helped our offense. As you mentioned, see herself, her individual offense has been very efficient. Um, she's shooting the three. Well, um, she just really kind of settled in. And then what we saw this last game, uh, as a team, I thought we were probably the most focused we've been all season in terms of what we were trying to get done from a scouting report standpoint. Uh, defensively and, and um, Mariah really took it upon herself. We have you know, typically we have some lulls. We might have a lead in the first half, and what you see in the third quarter, we come out flat. We've done that a number of times this year, and uh, just throughout the game, I thought Mariah was really taking it upon herself to lead us by example and with her energy because she can impact it. Uh, I would tell her stories about Lindsey Whalen. Um, you know, that, that Lindsay would say, okay, right now I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come out in this game. These first three minutes, I'm going to fly around the coach. I might need a sub early <laughs> because I'm going to really, you know, ex- extend myself and, you know, just had those conversations. And I think Mariah just saw opportunities for herself in this last game to really be aggressive. Uh, we, we really talked a lot about the rebounding from a guard standpoint. Uh, that was a team that really does a lot of damage in their, in their second chances and scoring. Uh, it was a big part of their offense. That was a big part of our, our our goals. And I thought Mariah got in there and rebounded it. Obviously, she assisted and and got her, you know a few of her own uh, scores. And so first triple double ever in Lynx history. That's that's quite uh, it's quite impressive, like you said, given the fact that you know who's uh, who's who's been on this court before. And uh, uh, like I said, it's not easy to do. It's just the fifteenth triple double uh, in in WNBA history. Just the tenth player to do it. Uh, so we were excited for her and, and, you know, she was coming off of a game, you know, that it, it didn't go as well. I was, I was, I was pretty, uh, uh, I was on her and, and, uh, and so I think, you know, put it all together. And that was, that's what you saw with Mar- in that last game. The Cheryl Reeve show is brought to you by Livia, Rudy Luther, Toyota, Cara Quinn, my realtor, uh, now running Sete Cole, her own company, successful marketing group 
All Energy Solar and TSR Injury Law. Thanks for to our sponsors. If you'd like to sponsor this show or many of the shows across the network, we keep growing. You can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at talknorth.com. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Also, I recommend my show, Blocked and Muted, this week. is Sometimes I hit on a lot of topics this week. It's just my conversation with Brian Ascurry, Dayton, Minnesota native, uh, one of the greatest soccer players of all time. Uh, who has a very dramatic and uh, inspirational life story to tell. We get into that uh, on my podcast. I'll also have something in the Star Tribune this week. I spent a lot of time with Brianna yesterday when she was in town. Uh, Rebecca Brunson having her jersey retired, and I was thinking about it. And so often in sports, by the time you say somebody's underrated, they're no longer underrated because everybody's saying they're underrated. I really think <laughs> Brunson, I really think Brunson is one of the most underrated athletes I've ever been around. Great defender, yeah. exceptional yeah, rebounder, champion. Yeah, no, no question. Um, you know, I, I couldn't agree more in terms of, you know, what, what she did. Um, it's hard to come by, you know, because people look for credit so much these days, you know, they want the shine, the glory, they want to score. Um, and, and, you know, very, very few, uh, really understand it to the point that Rebecca did, where you don't have to run plays for BB. Matter of fact, she didn't want plays run for her, um, but she wanted to be counted on, and you could count on her literally every single day, whether it was a shoot around, whether it was game. She came the same, which was with a relentlessness that she was going to make sure that you know her assignment defensively, which was always the most difficult, uh, was going to have a really long night. Uh, she was going to rebound at both ends, give us extra extra chances on the offensive end. You know, just, just all you, she was always going to outwill uh, her opponents and she was our will. And, and so um, those are some really, really special attributes. It's the reason why she's got five rings. There's no other WNBA player uh, that has five rings. And so, um, you know, people think of, you know, scoring, that's what they think. That's it. That's what, that's what wins games. And, and uh, Rebecca's proof that, you know, the, the defense and the rebounding can, can also get you, get you rings and, uh, that was her path, and and she was really really special at it. I'm so glad she, uh, you know, did it for the Minnesota Lynx. She's an assistant coach with you. She's doing TV. She runs her own business on the side. Do you have any? Have you had any conversations with what her future looks like? Because she could go a lot of different directions right now. Yeah, I think she's she's learning. Um, you know, doing a little bit, like you said, of a little bit of everything. And I think, uh, I think she's enjoying each each area that that she's involved in. I've seen her really her interest. Uh, you know, I kind of joked with her, her first year, uh, when we were in the bubble, uh, she kind of just put her toe in the water and, uh, I felt in 2021, uh, she got in the pool. All right. And, and in 2022, she's in the deep end and she's swimming <laughs> and, you know, like she just really, um, I think she's maybe surprised at how much she's really enjoyed it and embracing it and getting further into it. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like, I like it when coaches obsess over the details and, and Rebecca certainly has done that. Um, and I've really depended upon her uh, preparation and, and her insight into what's happening or what needs to happen. And, um, but, but, you know, certainly coaching, um, you know, if she continues to enjoy it, like it seems, she seems like she is, you know, certainly an opportunity to be a head coach uh, in the WNBA, you know, should be around the corner for her. And uh, you know, I mean, who knows on the, on the TV front uh, where that takes her and, it's nice to have those kind of options. And then, like I said, she's an entrepreneur too with her wife. So that, those are all some, some really fun choices. Yeah, she's she's really impressive in, in everything she does. Uh, can you take us through the the, the rule WNBA roster rules? Uh, I've almost 
tried not to learn them because I think they're just going to make my head hurt. Can you explain how Neelich <laughs> ends up getting cut and brought back? I mean, is, is there a simple way to explain all the moves? Yeah, I think the recent ones, I think the prior ones, I think everybody kind of understands those were hardships, et cetera. But the recent ones were centered around uh, what's known uh, as a guarantee date. Uh, so we were uh, last Saturday, I believe, was the midseason cut down. And so after the midseason cut down, any non-guaranteed contracts become guaranteed. And so you have to be sure, you know, that that's as, as a team, whether it's us or anybody else, uh, the players that you have that you do indeed want to, you know, be guaranteed past that midseason date. Uh, so that's what our, our moves were centered around. Um, we felt like, so in Nina's case, Nina continues to be, um, you know, she, she's in a seven day contract, which we can only sign seven days after the midseason cut down. So now we're seeing more seven days around the league. Uh, you can't sign seven days prior to that. Um, and in our case, uh, we have um, limited salary cap remaining. And so um, there's a, a seven day contract that, that Nina's on. As you saw, we waived uh, Avina Westbrook. Uh, this was all to kind of, you know, make room for what we, we wanted to do, which was to, to keep uh, Millich around. Uh, we've enjoyed what she's given to our team. And, uh, while it is harder minutes wise, when you have five, uh, healthy post players, we've not had five healthy post players most of the last two years. <laughs> so, uh, we thought it made a lot of sense to, uh, to keep Nina and, um, you know, knock on wood. If, you know, if everything goes, stays great and we're healthy, um, you know, we're, we'll still try to find ways to get everybody minutes that will be more challenging, but at the same time, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're hedging our bet in that direction. We do have some flexibility, which is the nice thing. Um, and, and then you'll see, um, you know, at the end of this seven day, you'll see another transaction because obviously um, after seven days, you have to, you have to do something else. And uh, a, a player can sign no more than three seven day contracts until the team has to decide that they, uh, they, they want to sign you. They want you so that you can't, as a team, you can't keep going seven days all the way through the season. You have to, um, after the third one, you have to make a decision for a rest of season. So we have a couple more weeks on that. Got it. Does that uh, answer you what you're looking that, for? Yes, no, that, that, that's very helpful. I appreciate it. Um, hey, will you tell us about Livia? I'm sorry, as I just <laughs> it's took okay. a bite of Olivia Barr. You're, that, that's, that's great advertising. <laughs> that's great advertising. It's, my, it's one of my favorite, my um, salted toffee caramel uh, bar. That's the greatest thing about this is I actually look forward to um, you know, the meals. And so the meals are, their bars and their shakes and their chips and there's, uh, chicken Alfredo, there's all these different things. And that's really important. I think when you do these things, cause you don't want to get bored with what you're doing where you go, ah, another bar that tastes like, Hey, flavored, Hey, chocolate flavored. Hey, or, um, I actually enjoy, um, uh, the things that I've locked into that I know, um, that, I, that I get excited about and whether it's the spicy nacho chips or whether it's the sea salt vinegar chips. And, um, I can have, you know, snacks that are, um, cheesy bites or, or popcorn. And, you know, so I, I think the biggest thing with this, why this is working for me is I don't feel like I'm depriving myself. Um, and I think I've said that before, you don't, you don't want to be hungry. You don't want to be depriving. You have to make better choices, uh, to be committed to this. And that's, that's been really fun for me, really illuminating and how much better I feel, uh, in the choices that I'm making and certainly portion sizes and, you know, making sure that you're getting the right balance of protein and, and carbs. And they've just, you know, I, I needed someone to handhold uh, for me because <laughs> I said, look, I'm, I'm ready and, and willing and I just need somebody to tell me how to do this. And I'm committed. Uh, you can't just be interested. You got to be committed. 
uh, for this to be really effective. And I was really ready, you know, to choose me. And and I would encourage. I know a lot of Lynx fans have have done the same. They've they've enjoyed uh, signing on to Livia and and are getting great results and feeling better and feeling healthy. And and I'm really excited that uh, we've been able to you know have such a great partnership, not just for me personally, but for Lynx fans and President Circle members. It's really been a lot of fun. So a couple trends I wanted to talk to you about. Your offense has been top of the league for a while now, maybe, I don't know, three, four weeks. And you've been winning handily in many cases lately. And you've been losing close and tough ones, the games that come down to like the last possession. Uh, let's start with the offense. What got the offense rolling? Well, I think you know, as we settled in as a team, and we saw this a little bit last season too, um, we, we kind of had to hit bottom, you know, last year, last year being down in Atlanta was, was bottom. We were down 17 in the first half and went on to win that game. But we, that was the first game that we really, we really honed in on our identity and said, okay, this is where we're going to put the ball. These are the, we're going to live in this space of three, four, five plays and, uh, whose plays are whose. And we just really got really good at it and we became more efficient and had a chance to be successful. So I think it was similar to, this year's team, whereas it takes a while to kind of figure out when you have uh, changing of personnel, you have injuries, whatever it is, and you don't have really where each game you go, okay, uh, well, I know what plays I like to run. Who am I running this for? Who am I? And you got to really spend a lot of time. Uh, you don't get much continuity. You don't get much consistency. You know, like we talked about with Mariah, the more you're doing it, the more you practice it, the better you get at it. And I think that's uh, been the case for us as we've returned to health. I think Dantas's presence on the perimeter uh, whether she makes shots or not doesn't matter. The fact that she's got gravity. Uh, so the spacing, I think, that, that we're playing with. I think, um, you know, someone like Syl, when Syl was out, um, we looked like we did in the bubble, which was we shot more threes. Uh, and what's been important is that we worked Syl back in, um, that we haven't changed. We haven't let this thing grind down to a halt and only try to throw to Syl. We've kind of learned, I think, what doesn't work with that. And Syl has been terrific in terms of, understanding where she's going to have to get her offense from. We can run after timeouts for her, uh, but she has to impose her will uh, running in transition, setting a drag screen, rolling, uh, getting an offensive rebound. And she's found all those extras. And, um, you know, she's such a willing participant in, uh, in the way that's working for us now. Uh, so I think that's had a lot to do with it. I think they'll tell you that they're more familiar with each other. And, you know, I think going through challenges and, and not finding success uh, will also help you kind of get to where we are, where we kind of go, okay, we, we know what our shortcomings have been. So um, we've just tried to overall make improvements from those times that we uh, weren't making shots. That's the other thing too. We're just making more shots. Whereas you look in the beginning of the season, we had, we had players that are very good shooters that were, you know, just, just shooting historically low. Uh, and so there's been a little bit of a correction there statistically. And, and I think that that's all kind of goes into where our success has been lately. More to come. A lot of more, a lot more topics I want to hit on at least briefly today. I do want to thank our sponsors, including and starting with Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. Ten cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations. Luther Advantage warranty and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. 
want to join the team but don't know where to start, visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. This is the time of year where we have a brief moment between paying high utility bills to keep your home or business warm to paying high utility bills to keep your home or business cold. In most parts of the country, energy rates are rising or have already gone up. You're probably already noticing it on your bill, just like we're all noticing it at the gas pump. Solar Energy can help you lock in energy rates and give you peace of mind knowing your energy costs won't rise along with fossil fuel costs. Solar panels last 25 to 30 years, giving you a good idea where your energy is coming from for decades to come. For this and many of the other reasons we've listed over time as All Energy Solar has been sponsoring this program and our network, you want to check out allenergysolar.com, allenergysolar.com. also want to tell you about uh, Sete Coli. That is Italian, and it's coming from my realtor, Cara Quinn. That is the name of her new business. She's branching out on her own because she has so much expertise that goes beyond simply being a realtor, although she's a great realtor. Uh, Sete Coli is a family-owned, Twin Cities-based home remodeling, real estate, and property management company offering personalized service and outstanding client care. It means Seven Hills. That's a nod to the Seven Hills of Rome, Italy. They handle home remodeling, realtor services, property managing, and wraparound services. Like, let's say you're a homeowner considering a home improvement project. Uh, Car Quinn can help you evaluate the impact of a remodel on your home's market value. If you're a prospective home buyer, Car can help you assess the cost and logistics of updating the home you're buying. We're going through right all this right now with Cara as we get our house ready for market. I'm going to be in the future. I'm going to be telling about the other ways they can help you, but just remember S E T T E C O L L I. And as far as you've been playing the best teams in the league, very close. Your last four losses are four points or less, including I think a couple of one point losses. Is that a sign of growth or is that just driving you crazy? <laughs> you know, after you experience the gut wrenching nature of, you know, losing in Chicago after, kind of tying the game after being down and, and then, you know, kind of that buzzer beater, you know, that, that's, that's pretty hard. That's a, that's a pretty hard thing to go through. Um, you ask yourself sometimes, is it easier just to get blown out? Um, but the, uh, but the answer to that is no, I mean, being in every game is what, you know, what every team's goal is, you know, to be five minutes to go in the game and you have a chance to win. Uh, and so we're doing that. And, and so, um, you know, you, you feel, you feel for the players that are putting it all out there and it not necessarily going our way. But we talked a lot about this, that um, we, we don't want to have to catch a break here or there. Um, we, we talked about, you know, if you sit around and wait for those, they, they don't, they don't really come around that often, but making your own breaks is really what, well, what we should really start to focus on. And that might mean, you know, defensively that, you are really you're locked in on on you know a team is trying to run something out of a timeout. You paid attention to the scouting report, and you know what they're going to run, and you know how you're going to defend it, and you're going to be first through a screen. You're going to get a deflection, whatever it is that you have to give that in that moment for the possession to go your way. Uh, if you let them run what they want to run, then you're at the mercy of whether they make the shot or not. So we're just trying to talk about what it takes to win, and making your own breaks um, is is the path. Not sitting around and kind of going, oh, oh, woe is us. We've lost by, you know, a buzzer beater. We've lost by, you know, one at Vegas or, you know, Seattle hits a shot, whatever. Um, they don't feel very good. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's it's helping us become who we are. And, uh, you know, it's a team that is, I think, uh, at this point in the season, finally getting that feeling of 
what we want as a team culturally and sharing the ball and sharing each other's successes. And, um, you know, one person succeeds, we all succeed type of thing. And, um, it's taken, it's taken a little bit longer than we, than what we hoped. Uh, but I think we're finally in that space. And I do think it translates into, uh, into winning games. Uh, we've, we've got a, we got a you know big game tomorrow night where we've played Vegas really well, uh, in our first two meetings out in Vegas. And, we got to get over the hump. You know, they're coming into our house and, and, and we've got to really uh, not only make things difficult, but win the game. And that's what our focus is going to be. Looking forward to that. Uh, I love when you watch. I, I think Vegas is a really interesting team, interesting franchise. I love it when you play them. It's fun. Those are fun games to watch. Uh, you know, we, you, off the air, you and I were talking about the fact that uh, you've come across Brian Ascuri before I spent Wednesday with her, talked a lot about her new book, her life. Uh, it's a fascinating story. Give the podcast a listen. Check out my article uh, that will be out sometime this weekend on her. How, how exactly did you and Brian know each other? Gosh, this goes back to my first college. Uh, yeah, my first college job in the early '90s. Uh, I was a, a, a graduate. Um, I got my master's at LaSalle, and then went down to George Washington University. And uh, you know, young young coaches, you know, hang out together at, uh, at other sports, and um, was friendly with the the soccer coach. And and uh, uh, Brian was 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 you know in the area, and uh, you know, spent a little bit of time with her. I had no idea, you know, what was to come. Um, you know, the, all the all the greatness. Um, that, that was, was she in terms of on the soccer pitch and then, um, you know, just, uh, what, what her journey was. And so you sharing that with me all, that there were things I just did not know, um, you know, that had happened to her and what she's overcome. And now, you know, she's in such a, such a great place, but, uh, I just knew she was a talented player that loved soccer. Uh, and we were, we were, you know, young kids in our early, you know, what early to mid twenties, uh, running around DC, you know, having a good time. Uh, one thing. Brian and I talked about was the fact, you know, she's a, a black openly gay woman. She's legally married to a, a woman. And uh, if you, <laughs> the Supreme Court is pretty much going after her entire life right now. And it, as I always say to you, we don't have to talk about real world stuff. We can stick to basketball and sports. But I, I wanted to give you an opening list just in case you had anything you wanted to say today. Well, obviously, this is a difficult time, a really heavy time for for so many of us. And it's always the most marginalized. Um, and, and so um, it sure feels... Um, you know, Rebecca and I talk about this a lot, you know, where, when the, you know, Roe versus Wade was, was overturned and even though that, you know, you, you, it was leaked and we knew it was coming. Um, I guess you hold out hope, uh, that people will actually value women and, and our choices. And, and what we've learned is it's still not happening. Um, and you know, there, there's not equality. I don't care what we want to say about our great nation. You know, there's not equality in our nation and, um, it's heavy. You know, we, we talked about it. it's frustrating and um, you're, you're angered by it. You feel defeated by it. Um, but you always say that we can't, you know, we, we have to keep we have to keep fighting and, and you know, trying to, um, you know, get people to understand uh, that the, the choices um, made by a woman are hers and hers alone, um, that we are constantly legislated by men. And, uh, you know, like I said, that that's been very difficult. And uh you know, there's more to come. You know, there's there'll be attacks, and you know, like you said, on on Brianna's family. Uh, there'll be a, you know all of us that are um, that are in uh, same sex marriages. Um, you know, like where are they where where are they going to stop? And so I think for me, what I'm going to scrutinize at a, at a much greater level is I know how I'm going to vote, but I have to make sure that those that we're putting in uh, with our vote 
are going to actually do something about it, not stand idly by and let these things happen. It should never have happened. Uh, they, they told us their playbook. They told us what they were going to do. This was not new, and we did nothing about it. And uh, we've got to get stronger. We've got to get stronger leadership uh, at state levels as well as you know, the, you know, in, in D.C. So I know for me, um, uh, it's, I've always been serious in my decisions on voting, uh, but there'll be a lot more vetting and, and making sure that the, you know, that the Democrats that we're putting in there are, are going to make sure that these things don't continue to happen. Do you think Roe being overturned will affect women college athletes choosing colleges and choosing what state they want to uh, matriculate to? I think absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, as young people, you don't necessarily maybe think of these things because I remember – you know, being what, you know, the, you're, you're 17 to, to 21, 22 in college. And, um, you know, I didn't think a lot about the issues that you think about, you know, 10 years later. Uh, but uh, young people today, I think, are so much more aware of the politics and what's happening. And they're involved, uh, as we see around the country, the protests uh, against the, the Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, I think that, that because it's more on their radar, that they will absolutely be considering these things. And, um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how much all of it is, is affected in the choices that are being made. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's disheartening. Um, but like I said, we don't, we're, you know, we, this is what women do all the time. You know, it's not, it's not going to keep us down. You know, we're going to keep fighting and, and we'll get it back to where, where it needs to be, which is a woman's right to choose. Let's get a final thought from Cheryl. Thanks for the time today, Cheryl. Thanks again to all of our sponsors, including Livia. Uh, best way to listen to the network, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Thanks again to Brandon Morton. You can also follow us on Twitter at Talk North Pod, see all the shows that are released. And again, if you care about women's sports I highly, or sports in general, I highly recommend uh, my conversation with Brian Scurry this week. She was fantastic. Uh, just a great human being and a great person to talk to. All right. Uh, anything you would like to add at this point, Cheryl? Yeah, come out and see Rebecca Brunson on Sunday. Uh, her her jersey going into the into the rafters. Uh, it's incredibly exciting. I I can only dream about this. You know, my jersey being raised into the rafters and that number ever never being worn again. Uh, so I can't imagine what Rebecca and her family are feeling and and just overwhelming pride. Um, but we are going to be um, raising Rebecca's jersey into the rafters following the game on Sunday. So people will come to the game. And then stick around for a tremendous ceremony for someone who deserves um, all the shine and the only player in WNBA history with five championship rings. And she gets to retire um, her jersey as a Minnesota Lynx. So that's going to be awfully exciting. Great stuff today, Cheryl. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck this weekend. Thank you.